Dr. L.D. Bennett. Common Sense Leadership is an influencer podcast that will make you think, laugh, and act. Thanks for tuning in. Remember to subscribe and tell a friend to also listen and subscribe. Now, let's join our host, Dr. L.D. Bennett. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. We are going to jump right into part three of my interview with Joe Tenney. I have been intrigued, have gotten a lot of emails and texts from people saying, oh my gosh, that was so deep, so much wisdom and his wit kept me hooked in that interview. So we're gonna look at part three. We're gonna share part three with you today. So many wonderful things Joe shared, because again, we're looking at and leaning into mindset, mindset for more. How do I need to be? How do I need to think? How do I need to pivot in order to get to the more I'm looking for? And for many of you, more is not always a promotion. Sometimes more is the ability and the capacity and even the space to use more of your talent, to use more of your gifts at work in the job that you currently are in and you enjoy. So let's not think about, oh, I need to be in the C-suite in order to be successful. No, wherever you define and however you define success is the more, M-O-R-E, that we're talking about. So mindset for more. You could be someone that is looking at retirement or someone that has just entered that retirement realm. How do I get, how do I shift my mindset to, to enjoy more. That may mean turning off my business sense and turning off the fact that I'm so used to going to work and doing things in the office. Now I need to shift to more resilience and shifting to concentrating on, on hobbies and things that I've always wanted to do. So listen to Joe Tenney. Part three of this interview will be as intriguing as parts one and two. Thank you so, so much for joining us. This has been a phenomenal journey and we continue Thank you. And listen to Joe, Joe Tenney. What do you say to a leader who's in an, who is in an industry where people seem to be job hopping and I'm using squiggly fingers, they're job hopping. You see something in this person, you've, you've coached them, you've mentored them, but yet they're ready to go. And one of the things that the data has shown us is that even though we are in, uh, I'm using squiggly fingers again, the great recession or the great resignation, people now that have resigned are looking to come back to those companies. People that are staying are saying, hey, I'm willing to stay if you can develop me. So what would you say to a leader who's looking around and maybe losing some talent, uh, but all talent isn't leaving? So how do you talk to them about developing that talent, maintaining the talent you have, and then recruiting some, some better talent or even at least some equivalent talent? What would you say? Let me start with one piece first, because I think this is critical. As a leader, your first and foremost job is, is, is leading the organization and the people inside of that organization to the next step. Okay. As I, and I tell this to every team I've ever been around. My job, my first and foremost job, aside from my fiduciary responsibilities and all the stuff I have to do, you know, to, for the organization, my first and foremost job with people is to get you ready for your next role, your next job. Okay whether that job's here or whether that job's somewhere else. Two, two paths. I want you to be better for working with this team than you would be for not working with this team. So we need to put, you need to put together a plan that says it, my, my career goal is to be, you know, CEO, vice president of sales, supervisor, doesn't matter. Whatever that role is that you think you want to get to, 
let's sit down and craft the next step in that journey, okay? And let's put together what we need to do to get you there internally or externally, because the reality of it is every organization is not going to afford people an opportunity to get to where they need to get. So you may have to leave. You may have to go somewhere else, but you need to make that decision methodically, strategically, and when the timing is right, not because you think you should be there, but because your peer group thinks you should be there, your superiors think you should be there, and this internal role or this internal track is not getting you to where you need to be. So an external track will get you to where you need to be. I mean, that's why I told you the story about me thinking I should have been a regional vice president probably a couple of years before I was actually ready. Um, you have to really, your job as a leader is to help folks build that plan with and for you. And with, and by the way, the second piece of that is succession, right? So if you leave, who's behind you? If that person goes, how do we, how do we fill that? That's all part of being a leader. What would you say to organizations, given all of the volatility that's going on around us, what advice would you give an organization, regardless of the industry today to prepare to be sustainable? So two things. First of all, you have to you have to get the folks, right? You have to bring people into the organization. So you have to have a robust talent plan. As important, you have to have a good talent marketing plan. What is it about this company that you would come to work? Everybody wants to go to work for Amazon. Everybody wants to go to work for Google. That's only two companies. What about the other 5,000, right? You have to have a great talent marketing process to be able to bring those, those people in. Then once you get them there, right, you have to onboard them appropriately. Most companies chintz out on the onboarding piece. Right. So if you don't have a robust onboarding plan, you wind up you, you, you have leakage of those people that you spent this money to bring in. OK, number number two, number three, those persons should have a buddy inside of the company. They call it the buddy system, whatever mentor, what have you. Number three, that keeps them in the business. And, and, and if you don't do those things, you're going to have a tremendous amount of turnover and a tremendous amount of leakage because what you're not doing is you're not and this sounds like a bad word, but it's not, you're not indoctrinating them into the culture and the organization that you, that you want to have. Okay. So bar anything else, right? Then you have to, over time, once these folks begin, you have to be able to present a, a, a career path or a development plan for those who wish to take care of it. Not everybody wants to be CEO. Not everybody wants to go to the next step. It's okay. You just have to have a, a, a career trajectory for these people that they understand. Okay, that's defined and that the expectations for them are defined enough so that they can make their their growth, you know, they can internalize it and, and understand where they are uh, on that journey. Okay, every company is facing difficulty recruiting and retaining people for what you said earlier. There's all these notions of quiet quitting and, and people job hopping for a, a certain amount of money. I've noticed in, in the business here that when I hear that, when I hear somebody left for you know, 25 cents an hour, a dollar an hour, whatever. If you really peel back the onion on that, what you're going to see is we probably didn't have a good management team running that organization. We really probably didn't have a good culture, you know, in that in that individual unit. And you're always going to have some leakage. People are always going to want to make a little extra money. But when you see it start to come in in waves, um, as with all things else, it probably ties back to the to the leadership team um, in that particular group. They weren't People, people don't leave companies, right? They leave people, they leave, they leave their boss. So, you know, those things are, are really, to me, resonate faster than, 
uh, somebody leaving for a dollar an hour, let's say. I got two two final questions, and I'll, and I'll let you go on this the, these two questions, Joe. Uh, what is something that keeps you up at night when you think about just work in general? Uh, not necessarily Pritchard, but just in general, when you look around and see the landscape of of work and and employment today, what keeps you up at night? That's number one. And then that follow up question is, what gives you your most uh, optimism? What makes you most optimistic about what what you see going on right now? What keeps you up uh, I think, and what gives uh, you optimism? Well, I, I, listen, as with anybody that's in a senior role in an organization, right, the macroeconomics are the things that worry me more than anything else. I mean, we were surprised over the weekend, uh, you know, with uh, with the banking situation, right, which which is ongoing, hasn't gone away, right? Uh, macroeconomics are the things that keep me up at, my, at night because they're outside of my control, okay? things that Things that are outside of our ability to control, are the things that matter or that scare me for lack of a better term more than more than the rest okay i really think if we if if you're part of a strong organization and you're part of a strong leadership team the majority of the things that happen to you you either should have controlled or can control okay so you know that shouldn't keep you awake at night because that's really part of your job right looking around the corner and reacting to those things that or unforeseen or that you didn't know happened and, and doing it with, with a professional um, approach. But the macro stuff, um, pandemics, uh, you know, things that come out come at you from other different directions are really the things that, that, that would keep me up or, or, or scare me. One of the things that gives me excitement about the future um, is people. Look, I think, you know, we stop back, stop back, and I was taught this years ago. All business is is people, process, and technology. There are three steps, right? No brainers. The process has has improved with Six Sigma and, and Lean, and, and the technology speaks for itself. It's grown exponentially uh, since we were younger, like we were talking about with LinkedIn versus a daytimer. Um, all of those things are great. People is the constant. Okay, there has to be people um, in in the organization, and that gives me the most hope and also the most concern. Why does it give me the most hope? Because I think people today were much better than we were 30, 40 years ago. We're much more flexible. We're much more respectful. We're much more inclusive. Organizations have recognized the value of diversity, not only of race and gender, but of thought. Um, all of those things are, are, are great. And, and many companies today are purpose-driven, which is even, you know, that's like at the, at the upper end, right? That's awesome. The thing that concerns me, though, about that is, um, we're getting a little bit vanilla, right? With all this diversity and inclusion, we're also um, we're also making people a lot more um, um, less open in certain areas about what they really think and what they really feel because they're always guarded. Am I able to say this? Am I not able to say this? Da da da. You know, I was I was laughing. I was telling somebody the story the other day when I was when I was uh, earlier in my career. I got summoned uh, to an executive's office and he said to me, young man, if you're going to survive in this, in this uh, marketplace, in this company, um, you need to, you need to straighten your hair out. Cause I, back then I had my hair parted in the middle, uh, the glasses you're wearing, those auto tint glasses you're wearing, uh, they need to go. You need to be, I need to be able to see your eyes, uh, get rid of the pencil behind your ear and let for, for God's sake, tighten up that tie. And, and while it may sound kind of harsh at that moment, the real message was, hey, 
your image is not what it needs to be for you to be considered an executive here. Okay, got it. I hope in our, in our zeal to be inclusive and thoughtful and respectful, we don't lose that transparency. Okay. Another time I got called into the, into the office. It's like I'm going to the principal's office and it's in, in a very crusty old guy. I love him to death says to me, young man, you've had a lot of success in the past two years. I said, thank you, sir. thought I was getting a compliment. He says, you know, there's a couple of ways to handle that. And you can handle it in, in exuberance, or you can handle it and exude arrogance. And young man, you're bordering on the ladder. I went, ooh, I think I just, I think I just got yelled at here. Um, but the message is be transparent. Don't look, do all, everything has to be done with respect. Everything has to be done with a view of making sure that people are comfortable, but you can't hide from reality. You have to be genuine enough to say, you know, this is what it is. Look, Karen is a perfect example. She was on your podcast. You know what I said to her? Love you. I loved your content, but your delivery was boring. Okay. Most people would be upset if I said that to her, you know, and she didn't know me, she may be upset, but we had a, we had a pact of being genuine and transparent. Okay. And that's what you need to do as a leader. And that's one of the things that I worry about, even though I'm totally optimistic about, about people. I just hope we don't lose that, that little bit of an edge that people need to be, to, 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 to be motivated. Of course, it all has to be handled in an appropriate way, but I think you get what I'm saying. No, no, I, I, I totally do. And I, I think and Karen told the story about what you said to her on a follow-up podcast. She told me, she's like, you got to get me back on the podcast. Joe said I was boring. And so I said, <laughs> okay. But, but I think that, uh, and I know exactly what you're saying. And I will say this, the reason you were able to say that to Karen was because you guys had a relationship she knew that you had her best interest at heart. And I think that when we try to lead people, and I, this is an LD-ism, I'm using squiggly fingers, we can't lead people we don't know. And I don't mean we're all up in their business, but we have to know them, we have to have a connection, we have to have a relationship with them. That gives us that, that, that runway to be open and to be transparent and to tell people the truth. And the truth is not always pretty and it's not always nice. Sometimes it has to be that hard truth. And, and Karen appreciates you doing that. And I know the people that work with you at Pritchard uh, appreciate you and appreciate what you bring to the table. I know I have just been thoroughly blown away by you. Karen told me you were really super. And so now I, I will agree with that. I will give her a check mark and say, yes, you got that one right. And you were not wrong. He is not boring. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Joe, as we go out, is there anything else you would like to add anything else you want to say? Uh, it has been my pleasure uh, to have this conversation with you. It has been so enlightening and I wanted to thank you for that. I have one final thought to, to, to folks. And that is no matter where you are, no matter what your role, what your career, what your position, you owe it to yourself to be a student of the game. And by that, I mean, you need to understand the company you work for more broadly than just your role, why they're there, what they do, who their competitors are, what the opportunities are in the marketplace for you in the company, and more broadly, the market by which you participate in. You need to be a student of the game. If you're not a student of the game, right, don't expect, you know, to, to rise to the levels that you could possibly uh, rise to. And that would be my 
final thought of the day. And by the way, uh, anytime you want to have another conversation, I'm always around. <laughs> I appreciate that, Joe, and I'm going to hold you to it. Hey, guys, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, Joe Tenney Jr. Uh, with Pritchard Industries, Inc. He has been my guest today, and I tell you, I have been enlightened, and I hope you have. Go out there and make it a great day. Thanks a lot, Joe. Bye now. Thank you for joining Common Sense Leadership Podcast with your host, Dr. L.D. Bennett. Visit our website, commonsenseleadership.org, for more details. See you next week.